you stop resisting what's showing up and you stop going, no, it's not supposed to be like this. And you just accept life for what life is giving you. It's all a gift, even if it's wrapped in shitty wrapping paper. Welcome to Unleashed. I'm Alexi Panos, life, love, and business strategist, leadership trainer, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. And you found the place for getting real, no BS, tools, strategies, and inspiration on how to live your fullest potential, unlock your most authentic expression, and create a life and business that you're completely obsessed with. It's time to remove the chains that have been keeping us small. And it's time to live life unleashed. What is up, Unleashed family? This podcast is being recorded and published the final week of 2019. Oh my goodness, that's right. It is scheduled to be released on December 30th, which means it is like the last two days of an entire decade before we go into 2020. But whether you're listening to this on the day of release or six months 12 months, 18 months later, I promise you, you are going to get so much value from this because these are my top takeaways, my top nine lessons from 2019. And I wanted to put this together because every single year I kind of do this self-reflection inventory and it's, it's not little, it's a huge thing that I do and I have a massive workbook that I put together with all sorts of questions and I highlight the things I accomplished in the year and the things that were kind of left undone and lessons learned and breakthroughs and growth and expansion. And it really helps me get clear in order to plan efficiently and effectively for 2020 or the the coming year ahead. But in that, I really got to lock in my lessons for this year, and I wanted to share those with you. So without further ado, let's jump on in. Lesson number one, and these are in no particular order, by the way, just as I had written them down. Lesson number one is staying true to you. This was a huge, 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 and like obvious glaringly obvious screaming lesson for me this year because there's a lot of trends in business, there's a lot of trends in marketing, there's a lot of trends in life in general about what we should be doing and at what point in time in our business, in our relationship as parents. And what I really recognized this year was a giant fuck you to all that. (laughs) Not to be a rebel, I mean maybe to be a little bit rebellious, but really just to honor what was true for me, to honor the path that I'm on and to not um, bend and get caught up in the trends and in the excitement and momentum of the newest thing, the newest platform, the newest marketing tactic. And really just asking myself, like, does that work for me? Does that work for my business? Does that work for my lifestyle? Does that work for what I say matters most to me? And if it doesn't, then it's a no, even if it's really cool and all my friends are doing it. So that was a huge one. And I know it it sounds obvious when I say it, but I cannot tell you, like literally every single person I coached this year, whether it was personally or in business, every single one dealt with this exact thing. They were looking at what they should be doing, how their life should be progressing and comparing themselves to that trend versus going, wait a second. 
that's all good and that's cool, but is that my path? Does that work for me? So that's a huge, huge thing and, and something I think a lot of us don't actually really take stock of because we are so busy looking at everyone else and comparing our lives to them and going, oh, I'm just not there yet. There's got to be more. And that more conversation just creates more headache. Number two, less is more, less is more, less is more. Oh God, I love this lesson so much. I just like, this just makes my heart like, ah, it makes my heart exhale. <laughs> it's so good. Um, man, I just, where do I even start with this? I think simplifying my life has been really a journey I've been in the last 10 years, but in the last five years, I've been really proactive at it. And really since my son came almost two years ago, it's been like the ultimate highest priority is less is more, less stuff, more experience, um, less clutter, more space, less busyness, more productivity and what really matters. And just really recognizing that less is more. Simplifying both my life and my business has been massive. And when I say simplifying my business, this one was huge for me because again, the trend in business is to get all the systems and have all the systems work for you and da 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 da. But I just realized that I was managing all these systems and having to like find all the connections and do all the things. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to get rid of all of these things and I'm going to just get down to the basics. What do I actually really need to support me in automating my business? Not that I need a gazillion things, but what are the most critical things that I use and get rid of everything else? And I recognize I was spending so much money on all of these things that I wasn't really even using or utilizing in their fullest capacity. And that really supported me in having more space in my business to just lower my expenses and make more profit, which is always a good thing because then I can reinvest that in other things, which, hey, hey, isn't that always great? All right. Number three, this one is juicy. This one is juicy. And I had to learn this. One. I had to learn this one the hard way. This one, you know, was a tough one on my ego. Until you have shown up with a hundred percent unattached love, you haven't given it your all. And this one specifically relates to my relationship. However, it could also relate to business or anything else in life. But specifically in my relationship, Preston and I hit a particular point this year that it just felt like this was required. Unattached love, 100%. Meaning he didn't have to change. He doesn't have to do anything different. He doesn't have to da-da-da-da. I don't have to da-da-da-da. But just can I show up in this experience and hold our relationship as if I held the relationship of my clients, as, as how I hold the relationship of people that I work with. And that is truly unattached to the outcome, but with 100% love and holding the relationship in its highest form. And that was something that was required of me to step into this year with us. And it was super humbling and really profound and really stretchy for me because, you know, I'm like, well, we got all the things, we got all the tools. Let's just do this. And I'm, I'm attached to it going this way. And 
oh, well, we could do it this way and it could work this way. And, and for me, there's a tool for everything. There's a system for everything. And while that is true, there's a grace that happens when we let go of the how and we just truly allow ourselves to love the person as they are, where they are, including myself, not just my husband, but also loving the process that we're in and where we are within the process. And being unattached to it looking any other way other than what it is was really big because it just allowed me to go, ah, okay, what's coming up right now, what's clearing for us right now is really massive. And it's really deeply healing if we choose to continue to move into this. And it's also really scary. And there were points where we both were like, oh, I don't know, this this feels really stretchy for us. But leaning in with 100% unattached love, it was, I remember this moment where I was like, okay, I, I feel that urge within me that wants to shut down, that wants to give up, that wants to just be like, fuck this, <laughs> this shit is too hard. But what if I actually did this for my highest self? What if I approach this from the absolute place of deep humility of I don't actually know what's required next, but I do know that I want to explore it with you. And that felt really stretchy for me because, you know, based on the circumstance and everything, I had my righteous opinion of why I shouldn't be the one coming to the table and da, 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 da. But it was huge and it opened up such a space in my heart that I had never accessed before. And I think that is the magic and the opportunity of relationship is we are constantly getting the opportunity to love deeper, to open more, to express more authentically and more vulnerably. And and I think it's not certainly not always the easiest thing to do. But it is what relationship is calling out of us. And if we can really lean into that, wow, there's just so much magic on the other side of that. And I will say, uh, Preston and I are in such an amazing place uh, because of that time earlier this year where there was just so much up for us. And, you know, there was so much up for us in our personal lives and and business lives and we were holding a lot and then there was a lot coming up in the relationship and it was like, oh my God, we're both so overwhelmed right now. And to have the ability to move through that and walk together in that was really a powerful reminder of our commitment to one another and what a beautiful opportunity. So that one, juicy, juicy, juicy and huge, which will bring me to my next one. You can't hide what needs to heal. (laughs) You can try. You can try and stuff it under the rug. You can try and, you know, put it at the bottom of your closet. But that bitch will always come back up and be like, what's up? I'm here. Remember me? Yeah, it's time. We got to deal with this. We got to face off with this. And, you know, I say it jokingly because it's just so profoundly true. But you cannot hide what needs to heal. It will show up at some point in some way, maybe not instantaneously, Maybe not like right away when it needs to heal, but maybe six months down the line, maybe a year, maybe three years from now, maybe five years out when you get married and have a baby. Like you just never know when it's going to come up, but you can't avoid it. 
And I think so many of us, especially in the personal development space, we do the work, one, because we love it and it's awesome. It's great to feel alive and awake and feel connected to our lives. But I think some of us do the work as well to avoid the catastrophes, to avoid the complications, to avoid life being hard. You know, we do the work because we want the tools so that life feels a little bit easier. And the truth is, is you can't hide from the hard stuff. The hard stuff is going to find you. And in those moments, that's when we really get tested and we really get opportunities to, to dive deeper into who we truly are and to expand that idea of what we're capable of. Which brings me to my next one. Hard choices, easy life. Easy choices, hard life. Ah, this is so good. And I've heard this phrase a few times, but I heard it first probably about three or four years ago. And it has stuck with me. And I think about it quite often, especially when I'm about to make an easy choice. (laughs) I'm like, oh, easy choice, hard life, right? Okay. And it reminds me that every time I... Every time I make an easy choice that feels easy in the moment, it feels like, oh, I can cut corners, I can get this done faster, I can uh, move on to the next thing, I always end up paying for it down the road. And that's whether it's in work or my personal life or my relationship or parenthood or health, money, like whatever it is, whenever I make an easy choice to kind of get out of something, I always end up paying for it somehow. And it makes life harder. However, when I make a hard choice in the moment and when I really have to check in and when I've got to like put my ego aside a little bit and access that part of me that doesn't feel like it, my life becomes exponentially easier because I've I've done all the hard work early on. I've made the hard choices. I've done the heavy lifting so that life feels a lot more in flow, feels a lot more easeful and graceful and this lesson just like landed so much harder for me this year, which was just incredible. I don't remember what number I'm on. However, next one, (laughs) I think I'm on six. Uh, Trusting the timing of things um, along with a good dose of hope. And this is really big. At the beginning of the year, I had a miscarriage. We were almost three months pregnant. I was about 10 weeks pregnant. And it was literally on the plane back from our New Year's Eve trip to Jamaica with some friends where I miscarried. I started to miscarry. And I had a feeling, literally, I took a shower before we got on the plane. And I was like, you're going to lose this baby. Like, I just, I knew. And I came out of the bathroom. I told Preston, he's like, why would you say that? I'm like, I don't know. I just know. And sure enough, started bleeding on the plane on the way back and then essentially went through a six-week process of clearing that child from my womb, um, which was the first time I'd ever experienced that. And it was an interesting thing because my deep knowing, and it's not even a belief, it's a knowing, is that everything happens exactly as it's supposed to. I know that based on results, based on the fact that like I've had uh, incredible ups in my life and uh, incredible downs in my life, but all of it needed to happen to bring me here. And I can truthfully look back on my life and go, yeah, absolutely everything needed to happen for my life right now to currently be in the state that it's at. And I trust that moving forward. But in saying that, there was still an attachment to this idea 
of being pregnant and having a baby close in age to Kingston and, you know, just like getting excited about it. And it's a very human thing to do that. And I allowed myself the space to grieve, which felt really great. But I also gave myself the hope and that trust and reminded myself of that lesson that timing, timing, timing is everything. And sometimes we want it now and we want it right now. And it's got to be this way. And it's got to be exactly according to the plan that I've set out. However, God, source, universe, whatever you want to call it, has bigger plans for us. And they may not always be plans that we like. (laughs) They may not always be plans that we would have planned for ourselves. But just in saying that, I'm sitting here now about two months out from giving birth to twins. And Preston and I got pregnant naturally with twins. Um, They do run in both sides of our family. Uh, The fraternal twins being my side of the family, identical twins being his side of the family. But we, A, never would have expected twins. Like it was kind of always a joke within our family. Like, oh yeah, you guys are going to be the ones with twins. But it isn't like the thing that we put on our vision board. Like we're going to have twins and then we're going to be done. But it truthfully is like we could have never, ever, 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 A, planned the timing of the twins. That's a whole other thing. Circling back to lesson number three about relationships. All this stuff that came up between Preston and I came up right around the time when we got pregnant with twins. And we joke now, it's like, oh, the twins needed some space. <laughs> like they were like, uh, mom, dad, we need to make some room for us. And you guys got to clear out this shit in the corner because we're going to need all this space. And so what happened was we literally like, it was like life took over and we had all this stuff come up in our relationship, in just everything, but really in our relationship that we had to clear. And literally as we were clearing through that process, we got pregnant with twins. Again, not not as planned. We weren't trying, certainly. I mean, we weren't not trying either, but we weren't trying. It was an ideal timing because we were definitely still in the thick of things between working our stuff out. But the timing's always perfect. It's always perfect. And when we trust in the timing of things and have a solid dose of hope that you know, God's source universe has plans for us that we cannot see in its full light. When we fully have hope in that, it's, it's magical how your whole perspective to life and your whole relationship to life can change because you, you stop resisting what's showing up and you stop going, no, it's not supposed to be like this. And you just accept life for what life is giving you. It's all a gift, even if it's wrapped in shitty wrapping paper. <laughs> you know, it's still a gift. It's up to us to figure out why it's a gift, but it's still a gift. And the timing and the plan, the bigger plan at play is really all for our highest good. We just have to be willing, be willing, because it takes a willingness to, to find that reason, to find the why, and to find the gift within those moments. All right, I think we're at number seven, maybe, or eight, not sure. But this lesson was a big one. Um, And for those of you who know me well, you're going to laugh at this. Effective over efficient. 
effective over efficient because I used to say I am the efficiency queen. Sure enough, I'm having twins. It doesn't get more efficient than that, (laughs) but effective over efficient. This really landed for me this year. Effectiveness is about doing what matters. Maybe less, but it matters more. And efficiency is like getting it done as fast as possible and getting all the things done. And, and that really used to be my MO. It's like, okay, how much can I do? Because I want to do all the things. I want to do this. I want to do that. I wanna do... And this year was like, okay, you have a child that is awesome and that wants to spend a lot of time with you and that you want to spend a lot of time with. And you don't want to miss these moments. So what matters most? And everything else goes away. Wow, that was like a big, 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 big act of surrender and trust and release on my part is, can I actually lean into the 20% of my life that matters most to me, that gives me the 80% return instead of focusing on the 80% of my life that gives me 20% return? And this is huge. You know, so many of us are just busy being busy, like running in circles, trying to do all the things and be all the things to all the people. And we're essentially focusing on doing 80% and really only getting 20% return, meaning we're doing all these things, but we're only really present to enjoy 20% of what actually matters to us versus if we focus on what actually matters to us, that 20% of all the things, of all the things we spend our time on, really only 20% of those things truly matter to us. Now, if we focus our energy and our efforts and our time and our presence and intentionality on that, that part, it's going to exponentially give us different results in that 80%. And I have found that firsthand this year. It's just been such a game changer, like such a game changer, effective over-efficient. Do what matters most. Everything else can wait because it's just not that important. It's just not. It's just not. Lesson number eight in a world full of copycats, real can never be reproduced. Oh gosh, I just love this one because this year, I mean really every year for the past five or six years since I've been in the game doing this work, I, every single month, sometimes every week, sometimes every day, get somebody sending me something saying, so-and-so is using your work. So-and-so is using your exercise from the bridge. Uh, Or I see, you know, a website that looks exactly like mine or whatever. And it's all good, right? Like, I think I've gone off on this topic on a particular episode here on this podcast, but in a world full of copycats where everybody's just trying to look and go, oh, well, that's working for her, so I should do the exact same thing. Real can never be reproduced. Nobody can ever be me. I'm weird. I'm direct. I've got a potty mouth. I consider myself funny sometimes. I'm a hard hitter. I'm a nerd with all things. I love to learn and dive in. And I've got my own unique way of expressing all of that. Just like you are uniquely you. And like you've got your own way of expressing you that I could never copy. I could never emulate that. 
And I think in a world full of copycats, especially nowadays with the internet blowing up and online influencers being like the new cool thing, everyone's trying to be an influencer. Everyone's trying to influence like somebody that has influenced them because they think that that's the way they have to do it. Oh, well, it worked for at one, two, three girl, you know, 99. So I've got to do it the same way she does it versus going, well, who am I? What's my essence? How do I want my realness to shine through? How do I want to influence people? And I think a lot of us aren't taking stock in who we actually are and actually recognizing the power that being ourselves authentically, not forced authenticity, because that's a whole other conversation where people are like, I'm going to share a vulnerable post right now because being vulnerable is actually trendy right now. Like, do it if it feels real and resonant for you. But if it's like you're doing it to get posts and followers and, you know, tags and all that, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. But that being said, real can never be reproduced. So the minute you just own who you are and say, like, fuck trying to be anybody else and do it like anybody else, is when you just instantly, instantly stand out. You instantly stand out. It's like secret sauce. Just be yourself. It's like very Mr. Rogers. Very simple. But so many of us aren't doing it. So that's a solid one. Number nine, my final lesson for this year. Again, these are in no particular order, but um, just all really good and really landed. Number nine is true leadership. True service is bigger than your bottom line. And I did a whole episode on this as well on this podcast, because this, like, I really felt this this year. And I've always been into humanitarian stuff. I've had my nonprofit epic since 2005 with my best friend and partner, Tennille. Um, I started another nonprofit this year called the Sister Society, where we produced a short documentary film on men in maximum security prison, Pelican Bay, and second chances, and just so much goodness. Did a lot of humanitarian stuff this year. Uh, It's something that's always been deep on my heart, something I've always been passionate about, something I'm not always posting publicly about on social media because it's not about that for me. However, um, what I did realize and really noticed this year was the amount of people talking about leadership and service Um, and only really doing it when it affected their bottom line. You know, there's a lot of coaches and leaders and speakers and influencers who talk about, oh, I just love because I'm able to serve. It's like, yes, but do you serve outside of people that can pay you? Do you serve outside of people that can buy your course or pay for your coaching? Like, tell me about your service outside of that. And, and not that like, you need to tell me like, who am I, but make sure you're actually living a life of service and leadership. Cause leadership is not just standing on a stage and getting applause and getting paid for it. Leadership is doing shit when nobody's watching, when nobody's going to give you glory for it, when nobody's going to pay you for it, but it's about being in a human being and seeing another human being for just that like reconnecting to the humanity of our world and even like reconnecting to the environment and our animals. And like, there's just so many ways. And 
I've also, in saying that, I've also had the privilege, the privilege and the honor of being around so many incredible leaders, real, true leaders who are out in the world up to some extraordinary stuff and stuff that most of us will never see on their social media accounts, but they are just like, they are living it. They are breathing it. They aren't just talking about it in hopes that it makes you like them because that's trendy now too, is being like caring about social causes, but it's like, cool. Are you actually doing something about it? And, and for me, it's been such a like deeper, it's been like engraved on my heart this year that the type of leaders I want to work with have to be those type of leaders, not just the people that want to build influence, not just the people who want to build their business, like boring, boring. I'm sorry, but like boring you and 9 million other people. Tell me why. Tell me who you actually want to touch. Tell me why you care. Tell me about how you stay up at night thinking about this group of people or this part of the environment and like, show me, show me that you're out in the world doing whatever you can with your talent, with your time, with your gifts, with your energy. Show me with your actions. Those are the type of people I want to work with. And I have gotten so clear. (laughs) unbelievably clear that I am just not going to work with people that don't have that essence, that don't have the true calling for service. There's a lot of people that say they want to serve and say they want to lead, but really they want significance. They want praise. They want to stand on stages. They want to be called an influencer. They want to make six figures, seven figures. They want to live the laptop lifestyle and all that's all good. Hell yes to all that but don't utilize service and leadership as a way to manipulate people. That feels really icky. And I think we're in an age where because of the influx of influencers, because of the influx of coaches, we're seeing more and more and more of that. And I'm calling bullshit on it, on all of it. And I know what I can personally do is to only work with people that I truly believe are here to serve and are already doing it. Because that's the truth. If you're truly here to serve and to lead, you're already doing it. You're not waiting for some funnel. You're not waiting for your podcast. You're not waiting for a video series. You're not waiting for the right camera equipment or the right photo shoot. You're already out in the world doing it. You're doing it. And that is like, ooh, that like just dropped so deep for me this year. And I can't wait for 2020 because I'm literally only going to be working with, obviously because I'm having twins as well, but only going to be working with a few people a select few people that I just, I'm like, ah, yes, you, you get to be out in the world doing more and doing it bigger so that you can fund more of your efforts so that you can go out and save the rainforest so that you can go out and work with these indigenous tribes. So you can go out and work with people in the inner cities, people in prison, like hell yes, I can get behind that. And the question for yourself is like, and it's okay if you're like, oh shit, I'm kind of just doing it for my bottom line, all good, but check in. Like if you're really about service and leadership, like go out and serve this weekend, find a volunteer opportunity this weekend in your city. I don't care where you live. I guarantee you there's a veterans association. There's an old folks home. There's a children's hospital. There's an environmentalist group. I guarantee you there's at least one of those in whatever town you live in. 
and you get to actually go out and do it. Like be it. Don't wait. Don't wait for people to pay you. Go live it. Go live it. Go give back. Go do something. Like, yes, let's let's do more and, and be more instead of talking more about what we're doing and who we're being. Let's just go do it and be it. All right, that's it. That's what I got. That's what I got for my top nine. My top nine from 2019. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you got some value from this. Take a screenshot. Let me know which lesson landed the most for you where you're like, ooh, yeah, I could use a little little of that in my life for 2020 in this next decade. Take a screenshot, tag me at Alexi Panos on Instagram. Let me know what you're loving from this episode. And if you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you've got a minute and a half, maybe 90 seconds, leave a rating and review. It exponentially helps get this podcast out to more people. All you got to do is go onto iTunes, give it as many stars as you feel it deserves, leave an honest review, and then take a screenshot of that. Email it to podcast at alexipanos.com. And I will send you back a magic little link that gets you about $1,000 worth of free bonuses to help you unleash your most amazing life and business. And that is my way to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to do that and help spread the word. As always, thank you for spending your time with me. I wish you the best, most incredible start to this new year. But remember, no matter what time you are listening to this podcast, whether it is on December 30th, December 31st, or July 22nd, every single day, every single moment is the opportunity to start a new year, a new month, a new decade, a new life based on the choices you make and how you show up in the world. So don't you forget it. All right. I will see you on the next episode.